You are listening to the Bondzilla Podcast. The Bondzilla Podcast is a bi-monthly analysis of two of cinema's longest-running franchises, James Bond and Godzilla. This week, Godzilla and friends are on a rampage around the world, but why and how? It's 1968's Destroy All Monsters. James Bond. Well, welcome, everybody, to the <laughs> Bondzilla podcast. Sorry, some brief technical difficulties right right before the show. Right before the show, right but, before we're on air. It's yeah. like a sitcom where minutes to air and yeah. everything's imploding. But and they're like, they, they're like, they, uh, they tell everybody, it's like, all right, everybody, uh, here's the applause, here's the laugh sign. And then they realize, like, fuck, nobody we invited to this live recording knows how to laugh. Everybody's a bad laugher. And they're like, what are we going to do? So they have to like teach everybody She's how to laugh. She's a bad laugh. laugher, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> She's a bad laugher. She's a bad laugher. Everybody. Everybody knows how to laugh. Laugh. <laughs> That's uh, our Seinfeld. Yeah, well, know. before before we get into that, uh, since it is a Godzilla episode mm-hmm. uh, this week, um, I actually uh, had some... G- Godzilla news. Uh oh. Yeah, some cool Godzilla news uh, come out in which um, there have been some acquiring of uh, some film rights, Nick. Because weren't we? We were just talking about this before. Like there was just something with the Bond stuff, right? Yeah. 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 We were just talking about that. Uh, we'll talk about maybe more in the future. But Bond uh, got some new domestic distribution uh, for the Bond Twenty Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess there's some Godzilla news. On the horizon. There is, and um, it is the um, announcement that the most of the Showa series, mm-hmm. the series of Godzilla films we are in right now, so most of the films we have done, plus some other kaiju uh, Toho films, have been acquired uh, by Janus Films and the Criterion Collection, um, and are currently uh, streaming uh, under uh, in Stars. Okay. Not like under the stars, but, but under like, the stars banner. Uh, yeah, of like yeah. The, the channel. Yeah. Exactly. Now, uh, this will also include, as we have talked about in our past episodes, uh, some of those show movies, the two show movies that were uh, harder to get, being Son of Godzilla and Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. Interesting. The two the two films that mm-hmm. uh, were slightly difficult to get, which was interesting because when this news initially came out. Um, the thumbnail that was like accompanying all the headlines and everything, those were the two major movies. Right. Like those were the two ones that they uh, put up there that they said like, oh, they, they required the rights. So I thought like, oh, like somebody's distributing those two movies, but it looks like most of the Showa collection now, which has many fans a thinking, a wondering, a pondering that is the criterion about to prepare a release of uh, Godzilla films. That could be interesting. It would be funny that, because you've just acquired... <laughs> that was my next piece of Godzilla news. <laughs> Will has just acquired uh, all the uh, Godzilla films. Uh, he ordered the very last one he needed. Yeah, so I uh, officially am the proud owner of every single Godzilla movie. And I was commenting to him uh, when he was uh, proudly showing off his new wall of Godzilla that like he has all these really cool boxes and all these like all this, this really nice little... 
wall of uh yeah. of, of movies which yeah. we'll probably put on the social media yeah, at some point I mean, it, uh, listen so all all i have physical media it's i am championing it till the day it dies and uh all i have is a a, a box uh a, just a single box of of, of which movies. i did say that if i had the choice i would like a box set yeah uh but you know maybe it will happen now so yeah. thanks criterion for doing this uh after i had to go out of my way to Mm-hmm. Get all these movies, but it's, but it's but it's the effort that made you stronger. Uh, I don't think so. I <laughs> I honestly don't think my life has changed any uh, more other than I have more movies now. Right. <laughs> but yeah. I I'm happier. You got the shout out. Actually, that one no, guy. I'm not even happier. <laughs> I mean, that one guy on eBay that you like. Yeah, he, he's probably Godzilla. Law. Yeah, he's probably happy. Yeah, he bought his movie. He's got of... forty bucks of my money. Yeah, <laughs> so he wins. He wins. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and uh, now if I guess if it's streaming on Stars, if you have that available to you, it's even easier to maybe follow along and if watch any along. if any of the movies sound enticing, especially uh, Nick's favorite son of Godzilla, uh, check it out. Go check out that ugly Godzilla uh, baby. Yeah, there's more of him to come. But but, uh, but Nick, into, Nick, uh, you know you know you 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 said the. You said the proper word, more, and not Roger Moore. No, not, not this time. Not I'm talking time. about more monsters. <laughs> Lots more monsters. Nick, you don't get any more monsters than this. I mean, maybe, maybe in like a Godzilla game or something, maybe yeah. there's a few more monsters. No, I imagine this would be like in the film verse. This is yeah. the most monsters we'll get on the yeah. on the screen. But you know, every now and then, like we we've had like what Max three monsters we've had in a three, Godzilla, in you a know, Godzilla movie. I mean, in terms that we had, you know the. The uh, son of Godzilla, you know, had had a good collection of of monsters because he had Manila and Godzilla and Kamunga and the praying. That's mantis. true. Okay, and, so and you had three four, praying four. mantis. Okay, so we have four. But Nick, that's that's all child's play. Uh, with what we got today, no, Chucky was not in that movie. Yeah, no, it? it wasn't. That, that's that's for another discussion. Our uh, child's play and uh, hatchet podcast. I gotta <laughs> find something I'm an expert in. <laughs> like the, all right. Best bone up all right, on the hatchet fine. movies. <laughs> Child's Play and the Muppets. That's what we'll do. <laughs> oh, they're both okay. Yeah, they're both kind of dolls, I, I suppose. <laughs> I kind of want to do Child's Play and the Muppets as a sequel. Um, uh, but Nick, it is time to destroy all monsters. Yes, it's yes. There the is 1968 no... Toho Kaiju classic. The next step in the Godzilla franchise, the Ret- battle cry that could save. Oh the my world. God! So that this is to uh, so we uh, adorned our um, apartment, our studio. Mm-hmm. It's not an apartment; it's a studio. Oh yeah, so it's, it's a an official, production. a professional studio production. And uh, one is with a Thunderball poster, which is awesome, and one was is with the Destroy All Monsters poster which is amazing for several reasons one it has an awesome tagline Mm -hmm. because it's destroy monsters and as nick said the battle cry to was it to save the world that could save the world world. so uh so there's that um it's designed really cool kind of like oh like monster movie type and has all these like monsters attacking each other but it also has the great distinction of i don't think godzilla is on the poster (laughs) Or he is, but it's the it's such a poorly like in terms of the design of the monsters poster. Yeah, it, it's it, like it, some the, of the monsters barely look like what they right, actually. Because we look were looking like. at it after we watched the movie, and like there's one monster that kind of looks like Manila, and then there's another monster that like looks like this kind of 
off-brand Manila that mm-hmm. could be Godzilla, but he more just looks like a regular T-Rex. Like, right. It's not really Godzilla. And it's also like weird, like the monsters they mention on the bottom of the poster. It's like Godzilla, Rodan, Manda, like your favorite Manda has returned. <laughs> yes, that classic of, of like classic the, of classic. The only types. one that's clear in the poster is Ghidorah, and that's just because it's a three-headed dragon. Yeah. And, and the, you can't really not draw Ghidorah well yeah. in terms of like the basics of it well and it's also interesting because there there's a portion of your of you that thinks like well maybe this is like you know they were designing it based off of another another movie but the spaceship that's in the movie mm-hmm. is on the poster on the so poster, they, yeah. they knew it's it's, it's, it's very funny it's, it's an awesome there. poster I yeah. love it All right, uh, but yes yeah, so 1968 alternate titles uh, I believe this may have been one of the original translated titles is the monster invasion mm. but that doesn't hold a candle to destroy all monsters no nah, it's got to be destroy all monsters uh, and have uh, tea with all monsters with returning director Ishiro Honda he's back who who, uh, who stepped down from the previous two Godzilla movies mm-hmm. so Nick let's let's get into this movie because this may be the biggest kaiju movie we have seen thus uh, yeah. far. It's it's yeah. It's monsters galore. The Avengers. Yeah, it, it really of of, it, of it, kaiju it really movies. Is. Really, yeah, uh, truly. It, you know, it's all these monsters coming together. Uh, but despite it being such a big movie, it has very humble origins. Mm-hmm. I would say humble. What was that line from Prometheus? Big things have small beginnings. That one, that famous line from that movie, everybody loves. Maybe the best of the Alien Especially franchise. Especially Ridley Scott. Yeah, like that'll be our next one. The Alien movies, but we only focus on Prometheus. <laughs> and we watch Prometheus seven times in a yeah. row. So and we'll just do. discuss it <laughs> and analyze it. It's going to be our Die Hard Alien podcast, in which we only talk about Prometheus and we never talk about Die Hard One. <laughs> Like that's gonna be our next. That would be podcast hell. (laughs) That would absolutely be podcast hell. And I'm somebody who like defends Prometheus a little bit. Like it's not like something I'll go out of the way. No, we can talk about Covenant too. (laughs) Not it's it's not only Prometheus. I wouldn't do that. But no, but but honestly, doing some research for this movie, uh, this does have very small origins. I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is right off the tail. Quite literally, because it's Godzilla, <laughs> of a son of Godzilla. Yeah, and so I think we have seen from these past few Godzilla movies that they they've been churning them out. They've had different directions. They've been going kind of different things, but yeah, but it's not. Yeah, they're just kind of been putting them out there. Right. It's yeah. like they're it's that one a year. All right, we're making a Godzilla movie this year. What's yeah. up? Godzilla has a son. Perfect. It's on an island. Good. Go right. do it. Like it's not. Not not to say that there isn't any creativity involved, but like there is that sense of like, all right, an idea that's that's fine, just right. just do it. Yeah. There's not really like that, like oh, let's kind of churn this for a little bit. Yeah, and um, you know, and there is some creativity. You know, Jun Fukuda's coming in with yeah. a little bit of his own flavor with it, but um, and all of these have had moderate successes. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. and I don't want to say yeah, going they're on. not creative, but there there is that sense of just like we're just putting them out. Like, yeah, there's not. You know, but the, if you remember from when we were talking about Son of Godzilla, mm-hmm. that I had I had shown you a little bit that behind the scenes, Toho was getting a little tired of the Godzilla franchise. Yeah, a little bit. In fact, Son of Godzilla, they were like, 
Uh, like what? What else are we going to do with this? Like they were ultimately like you they know were, we have no more of, ideas. Yeah, they were they were at the bottom of the idea well. Yeah, they and were, then they were kind of like they're trying to which makes sense because they basically introduced the scrappy do of the of, right. the, of the Godzilla yeah. franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- at this point, Toho, I'm sad to say, was ready to throw in the towel. Uh, you know these movies have been moderate successes. People have liked them, but the Interest of them was slightly waning a little mm-hmm. bit. So you have an audience that, you know, maybe not as passionate about these movies anymore. And you have a studio who admittedly, like, we don't even know what to do with this franchise anymore. Right. And, and this is not even the Godzilla franchise. This is all of Kaiju movies, in fact. Really? Yeah, because, okay. and you know. Because yeah, I was about to say, like, oh, maybe they move on to a different, like, Kaiju or that like, they have these other things. But really, like, they were just going to say, like. Oh, we're done. We're done with kaiju's. Well, I mean, it's kind of like um, everything, like uh, a lot of franchises and subgenres, where it's like you know they never go away. But in terms of like a big studio production, they're probably yeah. like, especially like with Godzilla, it's like, what are we gonna do? And I think, I think in general, like when you move away from Godzilla, you're like maybe big giant monsters. Yeah, I mean, isn't it, as palatable anymore. I, I, I guess anymore. it's just like it's just you're also thinking if you can't continue like through the Godzilla series of films, mm-hmm. then like, are you really gonna pull out? Like, are you going to really pull out, like, a different monster? Are you going to give Rotan, like, his own movie again? Or are you going to give, you know, going to give a Kumonga spinoff? Not really. No. <laughs> uh, so, like, I'm just thinking if, like, Godzilla, if you're, if Toho's thinking, like, well, Godzilla's done, then I guess, like, it would spell the end for at least Toho's series of kaiju films. Um. So... Toho was um, just thinking, like, so they're going to make a Godzilla movie that's basically going to be the send-off to Godzilla and perhaps to a lot of the kaiju that they have housed for so Mm -hmm. long. So they did have the foresight to be like, well, you know what, let's bring back the heavy hitters for this. If we're going to go out on a bang, let's do that. So there was the idea of, like, we're going to get all the monsters together, but we're also going to get all the monsters behind the scenes together. <laughs> like, so we're going to bring back Ashiro Honda. Okay. Um, and actually, they also brought on uh, an additional writer because Ashiro Honda also uh, was a co-writer on this movie, uh, Takeshi Kimura, um, who was really um, one of the newer writers on the franchise at all. Like, they kind of just kind of kept a lot of this stuff in-house. I mean, as we've seen, like... Um, with these franchises, it seems to be a very select group of people who are making yes. all these monster movies. Yeah. Um, and again, same thing with the Bond movies. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, Honda comes back uh, with this writer. Um, Subaraya is coming, uh, come back or putting in his input for the special effects. Um, Akira Ifakube is coming back for that that score, which is very present in the movie. Yeah, and uh, and, and, and kind of actually a mixture of a lot of his previous scores, which we'll talk mm-hmm. about, I think, before. And uh, they basically. Uh, planned out this movie um, in which, uh, I mean, some of the most notable um, aspects of it were um, that uh, we get the introduction, finally, of Monster Island. Yes. Which Mo- they call Monster Land. Yeah, in Monster thing, Land. But it is known as Monster yeah, Island. Go, yeah, that's what I know it as. Mm-hmm. So, there, there is, so there's that aspect of it. But what I also found interesting about it was, so Honda hadn't been on the franchise since Astro Monster. Right. So he's been off absence for what? Two movies? Yeah, two movies. Two movies. But it also makes sense given uh what uh the direction that the movie goes into. So now we see the reintroduction of sci-fi elements. Uh you know, there's big um set pieces with like a moon base. Mm-hmm. Uh like think things like that. So, you know, Honda's print and his interests in these movies is very 
present. Like we've seen it even if you kind of look into his catalog of other movies he's made, very much like a sci-fi dude. Right. We talked like, about Dogura, right? That yeah. Space Jellyfish? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just not in this movie. But, yeah, no. <laughs> but, but he did that and he's a business space thing. Yeah, and then other movies that he had done were very much like, uh, if not like that kind of sci-fi. I mean, then... And the sci-fi stuff even goes back to Ghidorah, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So his, his interests are um, very... Are very um, uh, stamped all over this movie. But the biggest draw to this movie, I mean, so the, they, they just banged out this script that, and we can kind of see, like, you know, that is for better and for worse because we also see a little bit of recycling of some concepts about yeah, like, who and, the bad guy is. Yeah, and, yeah we'll talk, and we'll talk yeah. more about that in detail. But, Nick, like, those, what you really care about is all the monsters coming yeah. back that they have to destroy because the title is Destroy All Monsters. So, Nick, we have returning of course the king of monsters himself godzilla, godzilla yeah. who has um godzilla um is one of the few monsters returning in this who had a complete suit redesign mm-hmm. um and now godzilla is finally uh cemented into his role as more of the um engaging child-friendly hero at this point um so what they did is they wanted to do a complete redesign of the suit so they kind of just made a more polished streamlined version i think of what we've been seeing in the past two movies Mm -hmm. so you know you kind of get like the longer neck a little bit uh the more uh the performance is a lot more uh boisterous a little bit a lot a a lot uh very active um so he got a complete redesign right um coming back but uh, another kaiju that got a complete redesign it's also returning is our old friend angiris yes 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 (laughs) angiris returning for the first time since that piece of shit (laughs) Uh, Godzilla raids again. Uh, it was Nick, nice to see tell him. us how you really feel. <laughs> no, you know what? It was really nice to see Angiris because obviously the last time we saw him, it was very early on in the uh, Godzilla franchise. It was a black. It was the last black and white movie of the original, you know, black and white films, hmm. and it was it was really cool to see him to to an extent in kind of that HD sort of setting like yeah. kind of like a whole, you know in 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 having seen what they've learned and how they've done the suits for a yeah. lot of movies well in a it, much it, better it, suit design oh, yeah. too much better crafted yeah, suit and, and it was just, it was it was it's and it's one one of the things that's fun about doing this podcast and actually getting into these movies it was like it's fun to see hey it's Angiris yeah. it's like we haven't seen him since that movie and it's like oh you know it's great it's great to see him yeah definitely um and this uh, this uh style of Angiris is definitely uh the one I'm a lot more familiar with, like just this brief yeah. design. It's I would imagine. Yeah, and it's and it's you know nothing. They're not reinventing the wheel with them. It's just a way more polished version of what they were getting at yeah. in that second movie. Right. Um. But you know, running down the roster. Okay, we got Manila, the son of Godzilla. <laughs> yes, Manila. Really, not much change. <laughs> Still looks creepy. Uh, we have Rodan, the flying pterodactyl monster. Still looks like an N64 movie. They. <laughs> That suit feels like it was a little altered. It was altered. It yeah. was not a new suit, um, but it, w- it was the same suit that they had been using, but altered a little bit. Yeah. Um, we have Mothra returning in her larva state. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, missing the, the, the fairies this time. So. Yeah, that was a big disappointment. Yeah. Because without the fairies, you know what? It's it's uh, Without the fairies and without the moth form... I'm okay on Mothra. Like I love the fairies, I love the spirituality, and I love the moth form. Like the it's, larva form has never really kind of well. It's, the, the larva form to me only worked in Ghidorah, and that's because it was that image of like 
Mothra at her like kind of weakest form, mm-hmm. still going up against the big bad Ghidorah. You know, in in their original inca- incarnation in Mothra in this movie, the, the larva state doesn't really do it for me. Well, it's also interesting because like as we've seen from the the movies that she has been in, and as you will see in further in future movies that she's in, like she, like you know, without getting too much into it. A little bit kind of inconsequential in it, only because it's it's kind of like that thing, like you've seen like so much context of that lore behind yeah, and, her, and, and, so it kind of just seems weird. It, just to, and, she's just one of the other monsters. Yeah, and, and Mothra in this movie, it definitely feels like you could it could have been a different monster. Yeah, like like there wasn't anything to say like it's Mothra other than the name recognition. True, and it's also like if you're gonna like you, it's not like you can't have you can't have. You can't leave Mothra out. I mean, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's it's a, it's kind of a mixed bag. Yeah. Um, okay, and then we have uh, Kumanga, the giant spider, returning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have King Ghidorah returning as the villain. But Nick, we have some newcomers coming for, to for the... For me, yes, I'm yes. sure. Um, so let's see. Let's run down the list. We have Gorosaurus, the kickboxing T-Rex. Uh <laughs> Like really? Is that like is that like an official like title for the character? Well, that's what that's that's what I said. But given uh, what he does in the movie, oh yeah, okay, okay. I thought I thought it was like that was like the subtitle for his movie. It was like, Gor- like what is it? Gorosaurus. 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 The kickboxing. Like that would have been like an like, alternate title. The kickboxing T Rex. Well, uh, Gorosaurus originally appeared in the 1967 Toho film King Kong Escapes. Okay, so it's a recent, recent yeah. addition to, uh, the, to the kaiju verse. And in that movie, he was an enemy of Kong on the island that the movie took place on um, and has no beam or energy weapons but can kick like a kangaroo. Um, but don't get confused, Nick. I know how you're a stickler for canon, that this is probably not the same Gorosaurus because Gorosaurus was killed in that movie. Right. It's a Rodan situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, next up, we have Manda, Manda, the sea serpent. The sea serpent. Uh, her, uh, the name translates to the 10,000 serpent. Okay, is this is the one cool. with the long... It's like the giant sea, like the snake. Okay, like the yeah, big, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess you should explain for those of you. Who don't, I, yeah, I really should explain what it's it is. It's like a big, like really long, like serpent neck, and like she he has yeah. like legs too. It's kind of like a Chinese dragon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like very like long. Um, the uh, Amanda was in another Ashira Honda directed uh, monster movie uh, called Atragon. Uh, in which Mando was a guardian of an underwater kingdom. Mm-hmm. From my understanding of that movie, it's a lot about like how an Atlantis type kingdom is like about to like reclaim like the the world or something like that. And my understanding is like Manda's kind of like a, a Kraken situation. So we could have gotten a hero Honda to direct Aquaman. <laughs> um, okay, we have uh, Baragon, uh, I as I like to call the burrowing pig. Yeah. Now, Baragon actually um, is technically in this movie, but um, there's a lot of confusion of his involvement in the movie. To right, give okay. a brief description of what he looks like, he appeared in the 1965 Toho film Frankenstein Conquers the World, also directed by Honda, uh, and was the main antagonist of the film and has the uh, ability to dig. Now, what's interesting about Baragon is Baragon really only has one... Uh, notable, maybe two, but one notable appearance in the film, mm-hmm. and that is right at the end. And he is the little, you may not re- remember him, but there is a brief image of kind of like a little, kind of like pink quadruped monster with like big ears and uh, and with a little horn on his head. It's like kind of like a blink and you miss it situation. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, it's the memories yeah. coming up. 
But the reason I bring it up because he, he was originally in the movie. And he was in the movie because there's a scene in Paris in which a monster is burrowing up from the yes, ground. Yes. Now, and even in the in the the line reads are Baragon is attacking France. But if you look closely at the scene, it is actually Gorosaurus. Mm-hmm. And the reason behind that was came down to unavailabil- unavailability of the suit. You know, there's a lot of mixed reports of was the suit unavailable or was the suit not working at some point. So they put Gorosaurus in there instead. So technically, Baragon is in this movie. Technicalities. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we have Varen, the flying squirrel bat monster. <laughs> uh, appeared in the 1958 Toho film Varen, the Unbelievable. Also directed by Honda. That's, now that's a flashback. Yeah. That's, you know, that's around... Raids Again era. So that's that's kind of a flashback. Sure. Yeah. In comparison to these other monsters, there's these monsters were, you know, what, Baragon was like yeah. two, three years ago. Yeah, yeah. No, Varen was definitely he he is one of the old school uh monsters. Um he has spikes and can glide at Mach one point five. Um and in his movie he was defeated uh by being tricked into eating bombs. So that kind of sounds like how you would beat a uh Zelda boss. Well, I mean it's how you beat Dodongo. There you go. Dodongos hate smoke. There you go. Um, so, yeah, so Varen is another monster that was... So a lot of these monsters that appeared were fan favorites. Or not fan favorites, uh, fan favorites of the, the, uh, per, of the like filmmakers. Filmmaker favorites. Yeah, now Varen is a monster that you can see very briefly in random shots. In fact, like there is a shot during the final confrontation which you see Fer- Varen join the fight but is never seen again. <laughs> and there is a shot of him flying away in the, right at the end, mm-hmm. in the end scene. Now, the reason that Varen wasn't used is because that the suit and the, like, the, the model or the suit or whatever was just ruined. Like, it was just not meant to be used ever again. And they got as much mileage as they could, and it just could not, you know, stand the rest of making the, the rigors movie. of filmmaking. Yeah, exactly. That's, a, that's, good. Well, that's, that's why it's a flashback. <laughs> Um, two other monsters that were also meant to be in this movie if, was if Varen if this was Smash Brothers Varen is definitely like the Game & Watch if Game & Watch <laughs> didn't work in the game at all like you selected Game & Watch it's like oh, it's, it's the, the animation is just too poor yeah and then like Baragon is like the Pichu because <laughs> why would anybody want to use Pichu that's such a just the dumb designed character <laughs> Um, hurts himself. But uh but yeah, but two other monsters that were supposed to be in were a giant walrus from another monster movie that I do not know and I did not care to look up because thinking of a giant walrus in Destroy All Monsters was good enough for me. That would have been amazing. <laughs> um yeah. and the uh, second one was Abira. Ooh. Yeah. There was a little bit um that in the original draft of the script that this giant walrus and Baragon were meant to be the final defenses on our alien villains. Uh, there's a scene towards the end of the movie where they like find like the alien base, yeah, and uh, that was when it was uh, allegedly supposed to be using of those monsters, okay. but that, that got cut. Um, so yeah, so we got all of our monsters. Um, you know, the goal with this movie was just to basically make a monster mash, a graveyard smash to celebrate yeah. these monsters and what they've done for us. Yeah, as the final hurrah of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, real quickly, I want to get your brief thoughts. On, you know, if this was intended 
to be the end of an era, which it wasn't for Godzilla. Right. But you know, I, I can see some hints of that when you watch this movie. Right. What do you? What have you? What have you thought about where we're at at this point? That there, there's an alternate reality where this is where Godzilla ends. It's a, it's interesting because um, we've talked about it a couple times. I'm still very interested to see where these movies go. But when you look back, you know, uh, at the kind of past couple films, um, I do think Son of Godzilla, while it did have its moments, was kind of a lower entry for me. Uh, we talked about last time. And there is that extent of... One of the tenets of this franchise, one of the anchors of it, is the monster fights. Mm-hmm. And when the monster fights are weak, um, and they have been weak for a little bit to an extent, because we had Astro Monster where the monsters didn't really appear or fight right, actually. Yeah. Uh, and then in Abira, I felt that those fights, well, s- some visual interestingness to them, uh, were kind of very similar to the, the stuff that we'd seen before. Right, like yeah. there wasn't really anything new in terms of the fights in that movie, and. You know, uh, the reason that Son of Godzilla kind of gets that pass is that there's a more of a comedic slapstick elements to the fights that kind of refresh them. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's almost like I can kind of see where Toho is coming from in this sense of not just from the story perspective and what do we do, what would we just do with Godzilla, but you can just kind of tell that there there is a little bit of a spinning wheel as much as like, I, again, Abira is a fun movie mm-hmm. and definitely recommended. And I think there are elements to take from uh, Son of Godzilla, especially. Uh, but I, I, you can kind of see the fact that there is a little bit of a, a spinning wheel mm-hmm. uh, at, at, at the helm of the franchise, and it, it's just it is interesting to see like where does it go next? Mm-hmm. Um, at and least, like my my thing, I would say like I, I would th- this would have been a shame if this was it for Godzilla because no, I know the franchise a little bit better, but knowing what's coming next and seeing like because I genuinely think that. Godzilla has gone on to like make quite interesting movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From you know conceptually, but also from a craft point of view. That I do think if it ended here, it would have just kind of been lumped in with the Rodans and Mothras, and not that it's a bad thing, but I think it would have just been like a couple old yeah, monster movies. I, I can movies. get that because yeah. it's the same thing when I think about the potential of a of a movie like Man with the Golden Gun being the last of the James Bond movies, mm-hmm. which it definitely had that potential, even if it wasn't intended to. It definitely had the potential of things go differently. That is the end of Bond. I think there is a lot of potential. And so I would agree that if this were the end, you know, I think there would be a shame because I think that there 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 would be stuff left on the table mm. uh, from this point. Well, luckily, Nick, this was not the end. Luckily, uh, we go on from here. But we have to talk the present uh, by talking about a movie from the past, Destroy All Monsters. Before we can the, the future. Yeah. Let's do it. The major cities in the world are being destroyed one by one by the monsters. Moscow by Rodin. Beiping by Mothra, and London by Manda, Paris by Baragon. Here's a special news bulletin. Godzilla is now in New York City. The city's been invaded by Godzilla. We're back. Yes. We are back now to play a nice game of chess with yeah. some monsters. Yeah. Um, checkmate. 
you are you consider yourself destroyed and then all monsters and then the monsters knock the chessboard out destroying the chessboard <laughs> destroying all chessboards nick this is very much the avengers of kaiju isn't it <laughs> um i mean well no i'm just talking about like like conceptually oh, conceptually, yes, yeah. conceptually, <laughs> conceptually yes i was about to say that maybe not the like the legacy of what the avengers film is but yes in terms of a concept yeah this is yeah. very much the Avengers of Kaiju. So something like Destroy All Monsters is from just an outsider's perspective is one of those things you always hear about mm-hmm. in the Godzilla franchise or just these big monster movies where it's like you get all these different types of monsters from all these different movies and yeah. they're kind of anchored together. Um, yeah. And so it was a very interesting watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so should we talk about like so briefly the, the, the plot of the yeah. movie is that it is the 20th century. In the American dub, they say 1999. <laughs> but uh, we have, uh, once again, kind of... Uh, this is one of the many things we will see retreaded a little bit from, obviously, the Honda stamp, where it's like, uh, the world has a moon base. Yeah. Uh, or we have a, mo- we have yeah, a base on the moon. a very casual future here. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those things where it's like, oh, we just we have a moon base. You yeah. know? So, they have, so they have a moon base on the... So the big two things is there's a base on the moon and there is an island that is basically a sanctuary for kaiju yeah it's like they can study kaiju the kaiju get food there they're not allowed to escape the island Mm -hmm. and at some point which is one of the other things they feed rodan dolphins yeah (laughs) i think very interesting about the movie is it just opens up it's basically like yeah here's the situation because other movies or a modern movie would have like uh, even just a little montage of like how we got up to this point where it's like oh like they've destroyed too many cities they they show them luring them to the island yeah. and then no it's just basically like it's like a like a news broadcast essentially it's like oh we have a moon base uh we have a monster island mm-hmm. and uh yeah they're just there and it's they, they calls just, from the moon are very expensive yes as we, as we allegedly yes but nick you're missing the most important point is that this movie opens up with our first i believe 3d title card yes <laughs> that yeah. really i like i like the whole opening credits title design by the way yeah like, i thought it looked great the cult like it was very colorful we got the 3d design of it we got like these little like splashes of color while like the credits we couldn't read because they were japanese and, and worked uh <laughs> subtitled on this one for some reason yeah uh but it was it looked great like it looked really cool it got mm. me right into like okay because it also felt like a, even a little bit like a little bit going into that modernization of like a look and oh yeah definitely for the godzilla franchise and, you know it's funny because you can definitely tell and i and i do think this is present in the movie for a movie that you know for a for a production company that was kind of like tired of Godzilla you know mm-hmm. for uh, for lack of a better term you can definitely see that there was at least some splashes of pomp and circumstance in this movie where it's like you know if we're, we're gonna have all the monsters we're gonna have the 3d title card come up we're gonna present this well um so anyway so we got the monsters on the island something goes wrong all the monsters are, are now free. They're destroying the world. Yes. So, you know, not destroy all monsters, and, destroy all cities. Yeah. And what? And then they realize that, whoa, the monsters aren't acting on their own accord, Nick. It's aliens again. Yeah. Aliens are bad. This is essentially a <laughs> good remake yeah. of Astro Monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It, that's what this a movie the to baseline it's essentially a better version of Astro Monster. I would argue with though still some, with still some flaws. I would argue though 
with worse design of alien though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, well, I'm, I want to get into this. Well, I was you know, wait. they have they have such a bonkers like backstory yeah. to them. So, uh these alien what are they called? The the Kilax. The Kilax. Yeah. They are essentially the same as the Planet X aliens. Yeah. Except gender swapped cuz they're all females. Yeah. And with a less cool design. Yeah. Like that they cuz they have the same exact smugness. They have the same exact like oh we're gonna control the monsters. The only other difference is that these mo- these new aliens are a little bit more direct, right? The Planet X aliens like with this whole roundabout way to get control of the monsters and mm-hmm. they tricked humanity into thinking they had the cure for cancer and AIDS and everything. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and 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 then these guys are just like nope, we're just coming in. We're gonna gas. Uh, we're gonna we're we're gonna gas the base. We're gonna take everybody over. Uh, and, and yeah, so. But yeah, but like the whole the idea of the movie is essentially, you know, it it is it, it's, it's it's Astro Monster but done slightly yeah. better. The remo- the the mind control of the of the um of the monsters um and, and everything. So I I just kind of so that's really the plot of the movie. Yeah, Nick, what did you think of Destroy All Monsters? Um, it's a movie that does best in its chaos. Um, so. I've mentioned before that one of the things about where I could see the Godzilla, maybe Toho thinking that Godzilla franchise was spinning its wheels was the kind of the repetition of the monster fights and kind of how it felt like we were just kind of seeing the same things over and over. And the strength of this movie is that the monsters and the destruction feel fresh again, Mm -hmm. that it does feel new and different. And the moments in this movie that are of high action and Mm -hmm. the, like I said, the high chaos, that's where this movie kind of functions best. Mm -hmm. The slower moments and especially kind of, it has that second X lump Mm -hmm. uh, with little bits of that destroying that kind of brings back up. Yeah. Uh, But it, it's a movie that, is best when it's chaotic. That's what I'll say. Let's start initially. You know what? I think my my own the only thing I think that would have made this movie, I think, a really solid all round good movie, mm-hmm. like good enjoyable movie, is honestly if the characters were a l- had a little bit more personality. Yes. Because what I do, what I actually do like about the movie, and I'm kind of like this person where I'm okay with this approach to uh, work like this. Yeah. It's definitely a movie where I think everybody in production was like, let's not overcomplicate this. Yeah. It's an alien invasion. You have your good guy. You have your bad guy. Let's just, and then let's ride out the beats. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, if I think the problem that I can have with some uh, genre films like this is like, I feel like, uh, you know, sometimes you can overcomplicate it a little bit. Um, You know, we we, we talked about this personally a little bit about um, the most recent Thor movie. Um, which was a movie I loved, but uh, you know there were maybe certain character things where I'm like, you know what? If you just simplified that, like if you didn't put so much like baggage and like try to overcomplicate it, you know that's kind of what brings it down a little bit, um, or at least that portion of it. And mm-hmm. I think so. I'm all bored. You know, just you know, just keep it bare bones, and then because, and that's why I compare it to the of uh, the uh, the first Avengers a little bit because I think the first Avengers works so well because it is a really streamlined movie on like on you know what it's trying to accomplish but it's so efficient in doing that um you know it turns out to be really good um you know i don't think this is as efficient because i think 
I don't need like the drama of the characters. I don't need to get invested in necessarily the relationships. But I think that we saw with, um, you know, the one thing I will say about, um, was it, uh, I believe it, it was, yeah, it was Astro Monster. The one thing I will say about that, though, is, like, you did kind of have, like, you know, the like the buddy um, yeah. you know, relationship with, like, the two lead characters. Just something, a li- well, like, even in Abira, you had kind of, like, yeah. some a little bit more yeah, and, personality and, and, like, in your characters. And, like, again, I'll take to what I, one of my, still my favorites of ours, Ghidorah. Like, you had, you know, the different offsetting personalities of, like, you know, the, the straight-laced Venetian that, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that, exactly. Like, yeah, that, do we do we trust her? Does she say what he's doing? Like the police officer who's kind of like going between like, I've got to protect the princess, but like what is going on? And mm-hmm. then like the report, her sister reporter, and you had that dynamic even that movie, the cop and the reporter, the siblings. Like that was actually really interesting too. Yeah. Plus the whole assassination plot, mm-hmm. it all kind of flexes in. And you're you're exactly right. It's the personality. If 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 the the so our, we have our main characters. We've talked mm-hmm. about them real quick. We have uh, our main astronaut dude, who mm-hmm. kind of is the the main person of this movie. Um, we have the female lead researcher who uh, gets mind controlled for most of the movie, mm-hmm. and then we have like the head of the Monster Island Initiative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's another Avengers. We're <laughs> here to talk to you about the monster. Also, there's know. a random American. Yeah, there <laughs> like is a, a random, random American. American uh, and you, you are exactly right. If those characters had a little bit more of that personality, or even if they just put a little bit more of a personality within the stories. Like, for example, great example of this. So, the, the main astronaut dude and the female researcher who gets mind-controlled, at the beginning, it's kind of set up that they have some sort of relationship because he, they have a, that long distance expensive call from the moon to monster Island. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is though, so she gets mind controlled and like the way that they have him react, it's not as if like, it feels like they don't know each other. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like there's, you know, it, he's like, not like all that upset. He's mm-hmm. like, Hey, like, come on, you, you know better than this. And then like, <laughs> even when she gets back, it's not like they embrace. And there's, there's like, even that, it's not like you not don't need to go like the full romance. I'm not saying like have this big epic romance because you don't need that. But even if you gave that like a little bit more of a personality and and even like gave that when they got back together, just a little bit more of that kind of dynamic between them, that that would have just brought something yeah. else to the movie. Right now, it's just basically like it was very much the base like, oh, he kind of cares for her. Yeah, and he's gonna try to save her, but like not really. You know, but this is like this is something I've learned after watching a lot more Japanese uh, cinema, and this isn't like the this is this is just a generalization, obviously. And you know, this may sound bad to some people, but I'm gonna try to find a middle ground in this statement that I do feel that watching these as an American person, I do honestly feel that the subtleties and nuances of Japanese acting maybe a little bit lost on me. I like I'll give it maybe that much credit yeah. because I I do think that a little bit like you know we've seen where it's like you don't maybe you're not seeing as much pers- like nuances in the acting or like a lot mm-hmm. of personality but then we have characters like in King Kong versus Godzilla then you have like the really over the top yeah. crazy guys. Right. Um and 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 that's a generalization. I think we have seen characters in the um in this canon 
um, that have turned out, I think, good performances. Yeah. But for the most part, I do feel like you're right. Like you see something like that, and I and I do wonder, like, is it just lost on me, or is it just uh, not there? And to me, it's like, but I think this one specifically, there's just some stuff lost in the script because mm-hmm. I think there are other of the other films that we've seen. Um, where you have something like similar to that. And I think there is a lot more just on the page in the script that kind of promotes that. Mm-hmm. Even if the performances, you know, if it's a different style, it's a different country. And, and it's, the fact that we may not see it in the same light as we do like American yeah, that's or true. acting yeah. in the Bond movies, there is stuff, like I said, like in King Kong versus Godzilla, in Ghidorah, and even to an extent, uh, Ibira especially too, mm-hmm. where you had like those kind of big personality. Like Ibira is a great example. That, that is, too. yeah. It, or is that you had like the the robber and like, and, and to an extent, like there were sort of the baseline, but they still had enough personality to right. them and enough specificity that even when they were kind of, oh, it's a baseline robber, you still kind of, liked him and yeah. he still was charming and it's just like the, it lacked a charm it, like mm-hmm. it lacked that kind of charm to take you outside of the monster stuff because mm-hmm. i think the best yeah, of, the I, best of these movies especially um I, i've mentioned them a lot before but it is true Ghidorah and king kong versus godzilla the rest of the movie has such a charm to it mm-hmm. uh just in terms of the storytelling and the characters that it really does mesh well with the great monster action Mm -hmm. this one is like it has that great monster action but the rest of the story kind of lacks the personality i and i i wouldn't disagree because like i will say like you're right like when it's like all right we're going on the final moon mission like i was enjoy that was all very much enjoyable but and then i was like oh man but if maybe those characters had a little bit more personality then i would be uh even more um and but the one thing i'll say here's the thing like i i I think I really don't have too much to say about the actual specificities of the plot because it is very much it's just very basic. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, it is so similar to yeah. Astro Monster they, that like it, it just it's the, the they, they control the monsters. They're attacking. The humans have to figure out how to stop the attack. Mm-hmm. They the, do. They do. <laughs> and then there's the big final battle. Uh, where Ghidorah makes a surprise appearance. Yeah. You find out the most bonkers origin for an aliens, where you find out that these aliens, that they have basically evolved into human form, but their original form is these metallic worms. They're, they're all they... T-1000s. <laughs> yes. They are all T-1000s. Because they basically, what, they get blown up or like heated up or well, they're chilled? No, it's, or, it's cooled like, down. Yeah. It's like when they're cooled down, they revert back to like their base <laughs> liquid metal form. But the thing is, like in this movie, it's done so casually that I remember we were watching it, and then like five minutes later, I was like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> are these are these things worms?" Yeah, because then it's also because with all this, uh, the other issue is that like they because with the with the monster or with the planet X aliens, they are very specific. They're gonna take over the world to. Uh, take their water because they they they're the planet that they live on planet mm. x is is gone with water it doesn't mm. have any water these ones it kind of goes between like oh we're taking over oh we're making this a research planet oh we want to coexist yeah and well, then and then i, I and then it, it, there maybe was, i misunderstood i thought it was kind of like a we're reclaiming the planet yeah and there, there's that kind of element and then it's basically like oh we're gonna coexist but then everybody knows like no you're just gonna take us over and you're gonna have these monsters at our throats the whole time <laughs> oh yeah um, but yet, what I will say that I liked about the movie overall that I found very enjoyable about it because I really feel like they effectively uh, portrayed 
that oh these these uh, us humans are outnumbered by these monsters. Yes. I did ultimately feel cuz again I didn't really remember that you know there is some peppering of monster destruction through this movie where you know every time they're one step ahead the aliens send the monsters like two steps ahead. Yeah. So it's like you know they're trying to like all right, they're going to go uh, into the sky. It's like, oh, man, there's Rodan. It's like, all right, go into the city. It's like, oh, Godzilla and Manda are, are destroying yeah. the city. Oh, like, uh, even the aliens, like, like, one of the things I would give them credit for is, like you said, they, they were kind of that two steps ahead. For example, mm-hmm. you know, the way that they're... they So they take over the Monster Island base, and they do essentially control everybody. Uh, and they figure out that, oh, they're, it's like they put in, like, radio transmitters in their, their bodies. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, so we're going to check everybody that like to make sure when they're coming off these trains that like, oh, they're going to be doing that. And they f- figure out that the woman has actually the transmitters in her ears. And mm-hmm. so it's like they don't check that. It's like it was, it was just clever yeah, yeah. stuff, like, clever have, stuff yeah. like that. Uh, so I did give that credit to them. Uh, one thing I liked about Wait, the- in that scene with the earrings, I did love she comes down as an ambassador for the aliens and she's yeah. like, well, here's the deal. We're going to do this and either you guys give up or we're going to attack you with the uh, monsters. And then the one guy's like, we're not going to listen to you. And then she's like, I'm not talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I was like, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, that also seems also kind of horrifying because the, the main astronaut dude, and this again, this is the woman he might love. We're not entirely sure. Yeah, that, that's but not he clear. just rips these earrings out of her ears and blood like squirts out. <laughs> and it, it looks disgusting. Yeah. Uh, the other one thing I will say about the movie, too, and I, to an extent, like it, you know, it is what it is, and it's not fully successful, but I do give them credit for trying to make the stakes that have never been higher mm-hmm. by actually going around the world and and having these monsters attack different cities all around the world mm-hmm. and even if it is for smaller scenes i've said that before I actually said that in the astral monster episode that like these movies are so focused on japan for for good reason mm-hmm. they're, they're japanese films but these are giant monsters and to an extent like how does you know these other countries around the world like do they do they really know about it or do you know how do they re- react we've kind of seen you know in some of the american productions they insert kind of the american military helping out mm-hmm. you know something like king kong versus godzilla but i really liked like that beginning when you see all the monsters attacking around the world it's like oh paris is getting destroyed and now there's this train outside of beijing that mothra uh, Mothra really hates the public transit system. Yeah, they're, they're like, not only does she destroy a train at one point, but when it sh- cuts to the city, she's like burrowing out of a subway, and, <laughs> like and, a, and, and, a building. And then, but it's like, oh, and and, and uh, Mothra's in Beijing, and and Godzilla's in New York, which yeah. I'm sure we will see it happen again <laughs> at some point. Uh, but like, it's, it was really actually cool to see that yeah. big world. See, and, I, and, and and it really did feel like so. Even if the middle of the movie muddled, when they had that kind of final mission to the moon at the end, it felt important. It, yeah. it did feel important well, because no, you I, saw I will, like, you, you did see the entire world basically get yeah, destroyed. I, I mean, I but again, I, I will even one up it for me personally. Like I did feel like every time they tried to go a different direction, now the monsters are attacking them. Like I like you know, you think you see a lot of the monsters, but then you have that scene where they're in the field and there's all the tanks, and then they're like, all right, well, take down... Now, all right, we're just going to have to take the battle to Godzilla, so we're going to destroy Godzilla, but then, like, Anguirus pops out of nowhere, and, and which was kind of, like, yeah. a cool well, and, and little so, scene. Yeah, that middle... The that, design of this movie is actually really good, The, the I think. design yeah. is great. Uh, Production design, effects. A lot of models. Yeah. Uh, some we, of them more effective than others, but they still... But, you did know what? They, I, I mean, it, it, it I still caught, looks good. I did get caught up in the charm of them. Uh, of the yeah. battle. 
kills. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I will agree that, again, where that human story and like kind of the slower parts of the movie lack that charm that it's made other yeah. Godzilla movies great, the monster bellows are full of it. There is a, there great, a... a great middle action beat yeah. where... Um, so basically, they're preparing uh, Tokyo, I guess, right? It's Tokyo? Yeah. Um, well, because that was the whole thing. It's like, why haven't any of the monsters yeah. attacked Tokyo So they're, they're preparing yeah. Tokyo for the attack, and it's like Godzilla shows up. I think it's Godzilla shows up first. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, well, here, he's shown up. Mm-hmm. And then they found, oh, another monster has appeared. Oh, and another, oh, all the monsters are attacking the I got to say, because when Manda shows up and does that wrapping around, like, the monorail yeah. or whatever, like, I, I thought that was that was pretty well done. It was I pretty thought, well it, done. You but have I, him, I also, but then Godzilla in the background destroying shit. Like, I also felt that Manda was just, like, tangling himself. Like, he was, like, a pair of <laughs> headphones. He was like, you're just going to get tangled up. Why are you, why are you going around like right. that? And then he destroyed it. But, but, that, but that was great because, again, it's a, it's a refresh. It's, I'm, I'm very passionate. <laughs> it's a refresh of that monster formula. And it's like we're seeing all these monsters. And it's really something that's kind of been lost even even in Astro Monster, that the destructive nature yeah. of these creatures. Getting back to what Godzilla was. Well, that was, was the comment we made. It's like at the end of this movie, there's no... Like there's actually a good Civil War-ish follow-up to this movie. Because like even though like the monster's like basically defeat the villain at the end of the day and we get it they were mind control yeah. in fact like there could be a civil war version of this movie yeah. elsewhere because like they kill so many people like Rodan flies over cities just destroying them with his wind and destroys like a plane now unless like you know you know if this was the DC universe somebody would be like oh thank god that plane was remotely controlled <laughs> <laughs> like, like, so, like but like but they do it's so much destruction and there was actually a beat in this movie where um, in the city, Manda and Godzilla were going to scuffle for a little bit. Um, but the producer's like, that doesn't really make any sense with what's going on in the movie. But mm-hmm. um, Yeah, but but I just felt like, you know, it really does get back to that kind of original version of Godzilla. Where it's like, man, this is the destructive force of nature. Mm-hmm. And I think you really felt that in the Tokyo attack sequence because you just had all these monsters... And you just had the humans being like, we're just, we are, we cannot well, do this. Well, I had and the then, thought. And then you had this really cool, like, when like when the missile, like, the, again, something about the design that I really liked is that, like, the missiles, like, when the missiles are just shooting at Godzilla and there's all this smoke and all this light and Godzilla's just, like, yeah, attacking everything. Good. That looked great. Yeah. That looked really cool. Uh-huh. And I think that, again... The refresh of those I monsters. Think, I think that really there's also that holds scene, the movie together. There's also that scene, because I had this thought with you. Like, I mentioned this during the movie where, could you imagine, like, you have, like, a bunch of these monsters just walking around. They attack a city. And then eventually they're just like, all right, we just have to attack the monsters now. And what was very kind of confronting about it, where, in fact, I, I don't think nukes were ever mentioned in this movie. No, it was, <laughs> and it was very actually refreshing as well, because it would have been this would have been a really easy movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right? Well, weren't you waiting for every like every, every corner I was waiting for them to be like we gotta nuke them yeah yeah oh we gotta nuke the moon that's yeah. what we were waiting for Eclipso <laughs> or Eclipso joke Eclipso um, but what I but what I did like is after that whole scene there was a pretty effective confronting uh, set piece of the destroyed city which it was a miniature but it was just the city was just destroyed mm-hmm. and it made me and it did make me think like man could you imagine like you basically have to make this place ground zero when monsters attack. Yeah. It, and the thing crazy. is, is and to imagine that like 
you get to see that destruction and remember that this has been happening in cities all around the world. Yeah. In Paris, in New York, in Beijing. And it, it would be really it would be really interesting to do like a like a follow up, a Civil War esque follow up to this, just in the sense of like you have an entire world that's like saved from these aliens, but like Well, there's a cool I mentioned there's a cool idea for a movie in which the and there's an a human enemy who takes advantage of the fact that all the monsters are on one island mm-hmm. and wants to nuke the island to destroy them. I actually have a maybe I'll tell uh, tell you this off air, but I actually have an idea that was like a, a pitch, like a pitch that was yeah. kind of like that. Um, but we can't uh, we can't finish talking about the movie without talking about the final the final battle. fight. Yeah, yes. in which we get our uh, Ghidorah shows up as the aliens' uh, last and ditch. Also, because I also like that reveal because so they basically. I, I do want to mention real quick before we get to the final battle. I, we found, I mentioned it a little bit before, but I actually do think that the final assault on the moon also is really effective. Oh, no, yeah, we, I, yeah, we were talking about yeah, it. It's, it's really good. it's really well... I just want to say it's really well directed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes with these... Slightly movies, over-edited. A little bit, <laughs> I would agree, yeah. But I think I think like it really shows Honda's effectiveness as a director. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a certain intensity to that. Uh, before I, Just a little quick hits before we finish with the finale. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love the moon theme. The, the moon <laughs> yeah. theme. I feel like you should like insert it here somewhere yeah. if you have some time. But it's very, very like you, you kind of said. It's a very video gamey theme of just yeah. every time we go to the moon, it's just like you're in the moon world. Yeah. But also the score I thought was very interesting. Yeah. Because one of the things we mentioned or I've mentioned is just the very nature of the scores that we've seen from both Ifakube and that other guy. Uh, that that was the, did the last two movies. Sato, you mean? Sato, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this one I thought was very interesting because one, we actually got a return of the Godzilla theme, mm-hmm. uh, which we haven't had in a while. Yeah. But two, it's like we actually had a return of a, num- a number of themes, and it that also made it feel like this could have been the last Godzilla movie where we had these themes. I think because it was also the military theme. And I think it was the theme from like uh, I forget which movie it was. Yeah. it was like we Ghidorah. have a lot, a lot of returning. It's like, a, in this, like yeah. I think like the theme from Ghidorah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like it, that was a nice little touch. I thought to actually pay homage to like all the kind of music that we've heard. Uh, I just wanted to mention that stuff before we yeah, get to absolutely. our big final battle. So the monsters all. Not all of them. Mm-hmm. A lot of them appeared in the yeah. field, <laughs> and like I, I just like to imagine because we saw, and I was like, like Matt, like Matt. Manta, Manta, someone doesn't. Manda. Manda. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't appear. Yeah. And also, was, Varen shows up but is never seen yeah. for the rest of but the But I just like, I like that they think that Manda, Godzilla's like, hey, we're going to like fight the, like fight these guys. Like, you want to come with us? And nope. And, and Amanda's like, I have my own battle to fight. <laughs> Goes back into the ocean. Yeah. And so, but that's, that was also kind He's of fun. the Aquaman. Because <laughs> that was, that was, I would say, the other thing that I, you mentioned it a little bit in the preamble, but it was very noticeable how certain monsters like only appeared in like one scene. Yeah. Or like one scene. It's a very Michael Bay Transformers thing where Transformers will just be in a scene and just never see yeah, it, it again. Yeah. It, it was kind of felt. It was yeah. kind of noticeable. But, um, so who do we have in the final fight? We have uh, okay. Guys. Well, we noticeably have Manila is the first one. To show up in it's the a, fight for some reason, because that's the thing. Because also Manila is the one. He his only pre- appearance previous to this was on the island. Was basically on a video screen. Like they don't. That's you, true. You yeah. don't even yeah. see him on the island. You see him like them watching him on a video screen. Mm-hmm. We never see him destroying. I think it would made maybe it was just been a bit a little too sad to see him being mind controlled. There is something to be said about how maybe 
it populates the world a little bit more that maybe you see monsters at certain points of the movie, but you see different monsters at yeah. other points of the movie. I don't think it makes for like the greatest, you know, movie and yeah. storytelling, but it is interesting I think, conceptually. I think, it, I think it works for the rest of the movie, but it, it, it's just, it does feel noticeable that like you had this big scene yeah. with like, it's like if like uh, like Thor just didn't show up for the third act. And it's just like I'm just going. I'm going off to do my own thing. But yeah, so we have uh, Manila, we have Godzilla, uh, we have Rodan, Rodan, Gorosaurus, Gorosaurus, yes, Mothra, Kumanga, and Angiris. You know what Gorosaurus reminded me of? What? Uh, the monster from the end of the the movie they had on Mystery Science Theater, Beast of Hollywood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Well, also, you know, it is interesting, like, when you have, like, basically a giant T-Rex, it does kind of highlight... Godzilla's design is really interesting. Yeah. Because it's like, because you kind of just... You see so many of these movies, and then like, oh, he's just a giant lizard. And then when you actually put a giant lizard next to him, he's huh. like, oh no, he is actually yeah, an very interesting. True. That's very true. Design so they're all, they all meet in this field. Yeah, like, again, most of them do. And uh, also, the, did the, you notice they reused the introduction of Ghidorah footage of him like coming out yes. of the fire? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but that's what I thought. Like they 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 reused that, but I still thought it was cool because it was like kind of a cool reveal. It's like you don't really know what's kind of happening, and that it's like Ghidorah. It's like oh, it's like Ghidorah. Yeah. They have King Ghidorah, and they what? mentioned many times that he's from space. That's why he's uh still on our side yeah <laughs> um, um dude how brutal is this fight? this fight this may be the first time we've had a brutal fight this because um yeah so they're fighting Ghidorah and it's kind of going what you think you know Ghidorah is kind of powerful he's kind of getting the upper hand I did feel like this goes back to I think what you liked about the character originally like he's coming down and just spraying lightning yeah. everywhere and it, and I did actually feel like oh like this Ghidorah could potentially take on all these guys. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and Ghidorah does get the upper hand at some points, and he does get to have a lot of... Uh, I think they did uh, like some cool things, like, you know, Angiris latches onto one of his necks as he flies up, but then one of the other heads come yeah. down and, like, That was him. great. Also, Manila's reaction to Angiris <laughs> dropping, him shielding his eyes like, like the child he is. Like, oh, no! I also love, like, the mass destruction. Like, so Angiris drops and creates a fissure. Yes. He, he like, like a tsunami has been made yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because Angiris But eventually, dropped. to get the, the move on. So, and it's, a, it's a good fight, like I said. I, I really enjoyed the fights in this movie. But, so, Ghidorah eventually is outnumbered. Yeah. And just gets demolished. <laughs> Like, Jesus Christ. It was like, because the even the brutal fights we've seen, like, in King Kong versus Godzilla are, like, fun. Like, I, like, I mean, I love this, but there was a certain part where it's like, I kind of feel bad for Ghidorah and, at a certain point. And Manila is watching all of this. <laughs> He's standing on the dead body at the he end of the movie. He basically gets the final kill, you know, to an extent. <laughs> it's true. Like, this is scarring Manila for life. And it's, it's almost like Godzilla, like, he was the first one out, and Godzilla shows up right behind him. It's like... All right, this is like this is your first big fight, son, and I, you know, it's like you you did fight Kamanga, and, and it was very, you know, very nice. But th this is what a real fight is like, yeah. and like, and then and then like you see like because the way that Manila gets involved because he's just kind of off shielding his eyes at things as he just drops, so it's like Godzilla is and Godzilla and Rodan are just stomping the shit out of yeah out of uh, Gorosaurus drop kicks him drop kicks yeah, him at one point. Uh, I did like that they acknowledged that Kumunga and Mothra basically have the same base power. Yeah. And they just f doing that. 
They 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 cover him up with the silk. And Manila does his smoke ring. Yeah. That's why I told you to pay attention to the smoke ring in so the last smoke movie. Ring. It flies over and the final head of Yeah, the final head that's up. Because the other the other two heads are done. Yeah. They're like bloodied, they're beaten, <laughs> they're broken. Well, have you ever heard about like how chimps will like gang up on another chimp? Yeah. Like it'll literally like there's been reports how they will bash a chimp until it's essentially like a pancake. Like they'll do that, and that's what happens to Ghidorah. But then it's like when you're looking at the fight, like There'll be scenes where, like, the Ghidorah head comes up to snap at Godzilla, and Godzilla will just take it, like, mess with its jaws, just slap it around and throw it to the ground. This is stomp like stomp on its neck. Th- honestly, this is some American history action. Like, <laughs> it this is, it's a prison style shanking. It's, like. It really is. And so, so what happens is, so because Godzilla, Rodan, everybody's just beating the and I, I i don't think we're gonna be able to really capture how brutal <laughs> really, this is. Really is and then manila throws his little smoke ring or his little atomic breath ring and it like goes over the last head like and like 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 it's like a carnival game yeah like it like that and then like a just, game of horseshoes yeah like a game yeah exactly a deadly game of horseshoes and and finally kills the final and head chokes yeah. the final head to death <laughs> chokes the final head to death and then at which point, yes, Manila like jumps on the dead body. And is like, yeah. And I'm like, dude, like that guy, Manila's gonna be a mass murderer when he grows up. So, but uh so also I want to mention this moment. Yeah. During the fight, yeah, uh, they I think like it's Rodan or somebody gets thrown into the mountain. Yeah. And that reveals like, Oh, the, oh the, I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, oh yeah, the, yeah. when they rev- they finally reveal the alien base. Right. The base yeah. like you see this big circle. Mm-hmm. And Godzilla's like, all right, well, like, I gotta we gotta beat these guys. So he atomics breaths once at the at this giant circle. And then nothing, nothing happens. happens. Then does it again. Does it again, nothing happens. It just like kind of looks around and finally charges at it and just kicks it down. <laughs> he curb stomps an alien base, yeah. essentially. And it's it's really funny to see. Um did you kind of like the turnaround, how you kind of think like there's a final monster that's like indestructible, but it just turns out to be like a UFO? I, it was, I kind of figured it wasn't really a monster yeah. based on the fact that it like didn't have a design to it. Yeah. Because that's like the thing is like, especially like when you watch all these movies in a row, like they really like to emphasize like the, the design mm. elements of these creatures. So the fact that it was just kind of this, uh, this, this red light, like, red fire effect just like kind of zooming across the screen made me realize it's probably like a weapon it's kind of like in a boss battle like where you defeat the final boss and then there's like the final final but like the epilogue boss that's like really not that hard but it's kind of like it's just part of the story it's like it kind of it's just kind of the end of the story but it's like you're done it's like andros's head when it's a robot like at that point you have your shit together like you can kill him yeah but i did you know what i will say like i i was into the maneuvering of like the ship and the effects of that so i like that i just figured it wasn't a monster yeah yeah um so and then that concludes uh destroy all monsters yeah they so they all the monsters return to the island apparently on their on their own accord uh and it's just we kind of get a final like uh video game credits sequence Mm -hmm. where we kind of go around the island and we see everybody's like doing okay Mm -hmm. and then godzilla you get that final shot of godzilla and manila and they're like yeah and that that's kind of when it dawned on me where it's like okay i can kind of see where this is a tasteful send-off yeah, if they wanted like, to do hey, this. Hey, they're yeah. all happily living at, on this island together. The world is saved. These aliens are gone. I have to give credit, though, that they made a movie that was essentially a send-off without it being, like, 
this is the final movie. Yeah, like I, I kind of like because you know, excuse me, there would be that uh, urge um, to be like, oh, this is like the last one, right? And I, it's kind of nice that they just kind of had like a big just celebration, yeah. as it were, mm-hmm. to to send off on. Uh, um, so anything else to mention? Yeah, I don't, I don't really have um, anything. I think at one point later in the movie, the aliens were like, do you believe we're aliens now? And I'm like, was yeah. that in question? Yeah, no, that was very much like from the moment one when they had the force fields. <laughs> and literally flew a flying saucer. Like we were pretty yeah. certain they were aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, I will mention we have uh, some more, not as a main character, but we do have the appearance of more newscasters and reporters mm-hmm. here. Uh, when they're when the newscasters at the beginning are are talking about this monster destruction on the world, they're very calm. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh yeah!" And now Godzilla has appeared in New York. Here's <laughs> a little shot of Godzilla in New York, and uh, oh yeah, that other monster. What's it called? Uh, <laughs> they're like, "Stay off the 405 today." <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I did, you know, I did feel bad for Mothra at the beginning, mm-hmm. especially. Uh, yeah, first of all, she's back in her larva form, and that's no good. See, uh, I didn't second, feel bad for Mothra because I felt like Mothra was getting high off those fumes that like kept her at bay. Yeah, but I also, yeah, <laughs> it, just, it just felt like, oh man, she could. The where I I feel like the aliens like brutally murdered the fairies, and that's why <laughs> they weren't there, and they're wa- they're waiting for their own rebirth. Yeah, because like, Mo- I mean, let's again, let's remember really quickly before we move on. Infant Island's whole purpose is to praise mothra like that's their job yeah. like we just see them non-stop praising so monsters mothra's taken away from them what do they have do they what do they do with their free time now that they don't have anything to praise <laughs> that's funny like i feel like i feel like the fairies are missing and and there's a movie in there of like them trying to re, re- reunite the fairies together that's that's I, i'm glad you care for them so much I, I really do i honestly final final thoughts on the movie uh it's fine yeah uh it's very much middle of the road of what we've seen so far like i said it's a better version of astro monster i mm. think there's a lot of fun in um the monster fights and again when it's chaotic when it's actiony that's when it's at its best and it's when it's best directed it's just the rest of that movie lacks that same personality, uh, and I think that the other movies surrounding it, you know, even Abira, especially good uh, King Kong and and Ghidorah, I just all have that personality that just that just step it up from this one. But it's still like an enjoyable yeah. for, the, for the action and for the monster romps and kind of just to see it, it, the spectacle of seeing all these monsters on screen. I think this was just a, an enjoyable watch. Uh, I'll go ahead and say I really, really liked it. Um, I think it is kind of in the lines of just like very straightforward, simple monster movie. Doesn't complicate I, I mean, it at like, all. The thing it, is, like, I, it, despite my criticisms, I, I do feel this is kind of it is feel like higher end. Yeah. Um, again, I think like as we keep going, if there, I, I think there is like more of a chance for movies to kind of rise above it. But I will say that I, I did enjoy. This yeah, watch. definitely. I think I, I think this will be one of the ones for me because it is just the straightforward. It it, it uh, achieves in being a very simple movie. Yeah. I think because it doesn't complicate anything, mm-hmm. uh, very streamlined, and I think it works uh, more than it doesn't. And I and there's a lot of stuff. There wasn't anything to me in the movie where I'm like, Ugh, like yeah, that no, I've been in other that, movies. That, I would, I would say that yeah. I, again, like that, that personality stuff. It's a criticism, but it's not like, not it's, it's not. Again, it's not 
that piece of shit Godzilla yeah. raids again. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's talk about some of the reception of this movie. Nick, um, we've given our thoughts about the movie, but overall, Destroy All Monsters was a huge success. And uh, it, I would that, have to imagine, because yeah. spoiler alert, this is not the last <laughs> of the Godzilla movies. So I'd have to feel like there'd be a reason for them to continue. Yeah, I mean, listen, like, if you, we look at the movie just from a broad point of view, it's definitely has the celebratory nature. It's very simple, very palatable in many ways. And you can definitely see where everybody would have the fun and get revigored where it's like, oh, wait, all these monsters? Yeah, I like all these monsters. And it's like, oh, Godzilla. And, like, we love monsters again. So you can kind of see, and that yeah. is pretty much the narrative of this movie. I mean, Destroy All Monsters became a basically a big fan favorite for with Godzilla fans in general. Like this is like you've said, you've heard one of the many things where people go to like, Oh yeah. Destroy all monsters of being like, you know, one of the, uh, more favored, uh, Godzilla fair. Yeah. Um, and that's basically what the legacy of this movie has been. Um, I have some, uh, some reviews, um, the New York Times uh, did not review the film upon release, but film critic Howard Thompson gave it a positive review on a re-release um, in, um, in 1970 and commented that the feature wasn't bad at all of its type. The trick photography and especially the blended sweep and skill of the miniature settings provided the visual splash. The human beings with good, and this was the dub, uh, with good dubbed English voices were a personable lot. Well, I guess maybe the English version can maybe fix that a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, uh, were a, a personable lot as they wrestled with some outer space culprits uh, who had rounded up Japan's favorite monsters and turned them against the planet. Okay, cool. Um other modern critics, uh, Steve uh, Biodrowski of Cinefantastique again. Remember Cinefantastique? <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, it's uh, kind of a running thing here. In the end, Destroy All Monsters is too slim in its story, too thin in its characterizations to be considered a truly great film. Is not as impressive as the original Godzilla, is not as, and not as hip as Monster Zero, um, which I guess was, I wouldn't agree with that. Yeah. I would say not as hip as maybe Ghidra. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Poor movie choice, Cinefantastique. Yeah, we're calling you out right here. Uh, right but now. for the 10 year old living inside us all, it is entertainment of the most awesome sort. I would agree with that. That's good. Um, but I was going to point out one review because this movie currently holds a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. <laughs> um, this is from. Uh, one of my favorite following critics, Scott Weinberg. Oh, man. <laughs> Rotten Review, All-Star Monster Fest, isn't as nearly as fun as I remembered. Say it ain't true, Scott. I love you on Twitter. Why would you do this to me? I should tweet him out. <laughs> I will. Yeah. <laughs> I actually do like that guy. Yeah, he's cool. Um, so, yeah. So, going forward, um, as we've said, this, I think, reinvigorated the, um, the Godzilla franchise uh, from an audience point of view and, you know, from the audience point of view, kind of gave Toho the like, well, maybe we can get a little bit more mileage out of this Godzilla film. Um, and like I said, fans are very fond of it. Um, Gareth Edwards, who was the director of the 2014 American Godzilla, said that his sequel to the Godzilla movie would have been some sort of variation on Destroy All Monsters. Interesting. Yeah. I, Which, could, I could see from like if you did this in a modern perspective, in a modern light Kind of with a modernization of the script, you could make this a really good, yeah, just fun 
monster fight movie. Yeah. It, well, it's interesting because we see, I think, like, the sequel is going to end up being a little bit more like Ghidra, mm-hmm. if anything. Um, all right. So that's it for Destroy All Monsters. Um, yeah. Uh, so Harrison Ford. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who is he? Um, you know I, what? I, I, we, we, it's easy because we, we've said it before, He, him as the president, but I just imagine him as the president we need when Godzilla attacks New York and he's the one that comes on the TV for all those Americans and says, we're going to defeat these monsters. See, now I'm, I'm going to go for it. I think because like the American guy, the old American guy's role was so inconsequential, you should have made that Harrison Ford. You could have. And then he's like, we need to get to the moon. <laughs> get, get off my moon. <laughs> Then we could have had get off my moon. You could off my oh, moon. And he like, and then for some reason he he does the thing from Air Force One where he he unleashes a a parachute and they still somehow fly off the moon. It's like that's not how the moon works. My thing I and this was just where my mind was. My thought was like, and then for whatever reason he just turns into a werewolf like he did in Anchorman <laughs> Two. That movie. All exists. right, Nick. Well. We destroyed all monsters in this one, even though they ended up destroyed. And uh, next time we enter the Godzilla canon, it is another attack of monsters in all monsters attack. Ooh. Yeah. But until then, next time isn't Godzilla. Next time is Bond. It's time what do we got? Uh, so uh, we left the Bond franchise at a bit of a low. Worst reviews. You know, fourth lowest grossing movie. The Hulk Saltzman's left. It seems like it's all over. And now we are going to get to the movie that saves the Bond franchise and a fan favorite among Ooh. the Bond fandom, The Spy Who Loved Me. Nick, I am looking forward to it. Have you seen Spy Who Loved Me? No, but I'm looking forward to it. I think you're going to have a good time. Okay. Well, and not it- in the good time of watching like <laughs> Live and Let Die and seeing its absurdities good time. Like, like <laughs> I'm actually thinking and I'm hoping you have a legit good time with this one because right. it's a personal favorite of mine as well. All right. Well, until then, we're done. I'm done. You're done. We're- Come on, wrap it up. No. Oh, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have a couple places you can find us on the interwebs. Uh, you can find us at bonzillapod at gmail.com. That is our email. You can find us there. Email us. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, twitter.com slash bonzilla007. Use all 280 of those characters that you have now because uh, you'll definitely need them to talk about Bonzilla. It definitely uh, makes posting about these movies a lot easier. Yes, it does. I will say that 100%. I, have, it, it, I, I can already imagine not having to concede on Twitter like what I post on Facebook. But our Facebook, which you can find, facebook.com slash bonzilla007. And like and subscribe, iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave a rating and review. Give us some of those five star reviews yeah all right i'm done hello done i'm nick (laughs) bye